Welcome to Main Menu for March 6th, 2010. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week we begin with a technology roundup. Next, Tim Cummings shows us how to do tight edits with Goldwave. After that, we bring you an interview from ATIA, thanks to Saratech, all about click-and-go maps. Finally, Juan Carlos Alicia demonstrates the Moshi Interactive Voice Response, IVR, talking travel alarm. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. We have several items in this week's Tech Roundup. First, and something that's really exciting to me personally, is that Main Menu is now in the iTunes Store. Many of you may know that uh, for a little while, at least since the first of the year, it has not been possible to even subscribe to the Main Menu podcast in iTunes. It worked before the first of the year, and we made some changes at the website, and uh, that uh, caused iTunes to not be happy with our podcast feed. We got that fixed thanks especially to uh, Shane Dittmer, who is our web guy over here at the Main Menu team. And he did a great job of getting that fixed, and I'd like to also thank the individuals who helped to troubleshoot the problem on their end as well, the people that were having trouble with the feed. I'm pleased to announce that that has been fixed and that you can now subscribe to Main Menu from the iTunes Store. So if you go to iTunes and do a search in the store and you search for Main Menu, uh, it helps if you put quotes around it, I have discovered. It's a little easier to find that way. Uh, You can then locate and subscribe to the Main Menu podcast. And of course, you can continue to subscribe to our podcast with any client that you wish by going to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. Bit of a mouthful, but here it is again. http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. And certainly if you have any problems at all or anything that you need to ask a question about regarding the podcast feed or anything else for that matter, you can always send us an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can always find out what's coming up on Main Menu by subscribing to the announce list, announce-subscribe at acbradio.org, or on the friends list, friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also follow Main Menu on Twitter, by going to twitter.com slash mainmenu. We always post announcements of upcoming shows. Occasionally, I will tweet during a show, even though the shows are pre-recorded. I will kind of let you know what's coming up on each segment, and we'll make comments. I don't always do that, but occasionally. And then I generally always let you know when the archive of the show is available. If you're someone who's concerned about not getting a lot of posts from someone that you follow on Twitter, you're in luck with Main Menu because I don't do a lot of posting. Just the the really relevant information that I think you need for the show. 
Since April 2007, many blind people have been using Wayfinder Access as an affordable GPS option for their mobile phone. According to Neil Barnfather of TalkNav.com, blind people in some countries have no alternative solution at all. Vodafone recently purchased Wayfinder Systems and discontinued Wayfinder Access. There is a petition at www.talknav.com, that's T-A-L-K-N-A-V.com, slash protest, which will be sent to Vodafone after March 15th to encourage them not to discontinue the product. So even if you know you don't use the product, you're encouraged to go ahead and, and sign the petition and uh, kind of let Vodafone know that there are many blind people who would really appreciate it if they would not discontinue that product entirely. Humanware recently released version 3.1 of the Victor Reader Stream firmware. This is a free upgrade. Enhancements in this version include the ability to navigate DAISY content several folders deep for better organization. So if you'd like to, for example, your NLS content, if you'd like to uh, maybe have nonfiction uh, or in fiction and then maybe by author, you can actually you know, organize your content a lot more easily and a lot more efficiently that way. Also, shortcut keys for moving to the beginning and an end of a book, uh, just to name a few of the new features in this release. A paid upgrade with additional features is promised later. As the moderator of the uh, Victor Reader stream list, I often hear people say that they have difficulty finding the latest update to the stream when it's released on Humanware's site. So if you go to humanware.com, and then if you bring up your list of links and press the letter V, you will come to a link that says Victor Reader Stream 3.1 now available. Press Enter on that. Then you'll come to a page that you can move to a heading level one on. Victor Reader Stream 3.1 now available heading level one. And if you press the tab key one time, we're going to go to the stream support page. So I'll press enter on that. 2%. Victor Reader Stream left parent support right parent dash humanware USA 100%. Page has two headings and tracker. And we should be able to do another um, Victor Reader Stream heading level one. Heading level. Victor Reader Stream link. Software comma to help keep your stream running optimally visited link. I press the tab key two times after I did the heading level one to get to the software page. Press enter on that. Software left parent support right parent dash humanware USA. Software heading left software. Now we can do a heading level four command. English heading level four. And in my case, I would want the English software. Now people got a little bit uh, confused, and I don't know that I'd ever seen this before, but last time. Uh, the update came out. There were some people that were confused because when you look at this list of links, Land. list of eight items. Bullet link stream 3.1 release notes. Bullet link English North America version 3.1 TTS English U.S. period. Voices Samantha and Tom. Uh, English North American voices Samantha and Tom. And some people were thinking that that was just the voices, but in fact that is along with the voices that it's also the firmware that you want. So. You choose whichever voice you want, either Samantha and Tom or Daniel and Samantha. You download the file and you update or you unzip it rather, pardon me, and then you install the unzipped file that you 
will find to the root of your SD card. Then whenever you plug that into your stream, it will go ahead and update with no problem. So that's a quick look at how to go about updating the stream, very quick. And remember that you always have to have your stream plugged into AC power when you update it as well. Finally, in our Tech Roundup segment, Freedom Scientific has announced that it is reducing the price of its for Focus 40 blue Braille display by 38%. And they say that is to support the drive for Braille literacy. Uh, the price is reduced from $4,495 to $2,795. And that will wrap things up on this week's Tech Roundup here on Main Menu. Hi, Main Menu listeners. This is Tim Cummings, and today I'd like to present a tutorial on editing with GoldWave. Now, GoldWave, as you know, is my editing program of choice in terms of audio, and many people in the past have said that they like the program, but the problem that they have is that they have trouble doing very tight edits in GoldWave because of the editing system that's used. And so I decided that today I would show you how to edit in GoldWave with a couple of samples, and also some of the different types of editing philosophy because everyone kind of has their own editing philosophy depending on what type of job that you're doing. To begin, let me say that I'm using Windowwise Eyes 7.11 with GoldWave version 5.52 on a Windows machine running XP Media Edition. I'm not going to be concentrating on the Windowwise keystrokes today. I'd like to try to make this tutorial a screen reader neutral tutorial. Rick Harmon has done some excellent tutorials on JAWS with GoldWave, and the reason I'm going to stay away from particular Windowwise key commands is because one thing is that I recently updated Windowwise 7.11, Windowwise set files do not work well with this particular version of Windowwise, the Windowwise set files for GoldWave. I am using, however, the Windowwise scripts, which work fine, but I'm going to try to make this tutorial as much as possible screen reader independent, and so that whatever screen reading you're using, you can apply these concepts. So let's first of all go to the desktop here, desktop. and let's go into GoldWave. I'm going to hit the letter G, G. and hit enter. Okay, and what I'd like to do first before I open up a file and begin editing is I would just like to go through the Play tab in GoldWave, which you can get to by pressing F11, because there's a couple things that I want to point out here. Control Properties. Play tab, control one of six. All right, so now if we are on the play tab, and if we tab down here, green play G, selection combo box two of ten. You see that there's a green play button. This is the default play button in GoldWave. It is F4. GoldWave is laid out basically like a regular tape recorder you can think of it as. F4 is play, F5 is rewind, F6 is fast forward, F7 is pause, and F8 is stop. So you can either play by hitting F4 or the space bar. And this is the green play button. And as you can see, we're in a combo box here, and there are different selections that you can um, use, which I will talk about later on. Let me keep tabbing down here. Green play G. Loop checkbox unchecked. Now that's if you want to do any looping. In none of the samples that today we're going to be doing looping, but if you were editing music, you might want to use the looping feature. Blank. Edit box. Yellow play Y. Combo now, this is the yellow play button. This is the alternative play button with GoldWave. And this uses the shift 
plus the F4, or the Shift plus the spacebar. And as you can see again here, there's a there's a combo box. Right now, both the green play and yellow play buttons yellow play y. Loop, loop, are, yellow play are uh, combo set to two. the selection option, which means that when you open a file in Goldwave, if you start playing the file, it's going to play what is between your start marker and your finish marker. That's how you edit in Goldwave. It's a using the start and finish markers and you move those two markers to mark off the beginning and the ending places where you want to do an edit in gold wave and that's one of the things that some people I know have had some problems with in the past is getting their head around the marker concept let me go down a little bit more here yellow play y loop loop checkbox uncheck control properties edit box fast f blank edit box fast f rewind R control properties edit box and rewind you can change the rewind and fast forward uh, speeds in Gold Wave. So let, let's get out of this because we haven't made any changes. So let me just hit uh, enter. Gold Wave. And let's open up our first file and get right to it, shall we here? So I'm going to hit a control O. Oh, file name N. Combo and edit box I'm going to sound. do a shift tab. And I'm going to type the letters AU for audio. Here we go. So now audio sample 1. Now, this situation is probably one of the easiest situations in terms of editing voice um, files. In the following file that I'm going to play you, which, by the way, let me look at the uh, scripts here and 4. see. 4.694 seconds in length. All we want to edit out of here is silence. So I'm going to play this file back for you, and then I'll show you how to cut out the silence. Here we go. So it tells us in the menu bar, and Apple was the name of the first menu. Okay, so after the word bar, of course, there, you can see that there's a long bit of silence that we want to edit out. And sometimes in files, that's all you want to do. You don't want to make any, other than cutting out silence, you're not making any major changes to the file. You're not cutting out words or mistakes or anything like that. It's just silence. And it's usually done in order to make something move along a little bit quicker. In this situation, this, is a, this was a presentation at our computer users group, and I wanted to try to go through and cut out some of the silences in order to kind of speed up the presentation. I've opened up this file, and the start marker is at the beginning of the file by default, and the finish marker is at the end of the file. And the way that we move these markers is we use the left bracket for the start marker and the right bracket for the finish marker. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start playing the file by hitting F4, and then I'm going to hit pause when I get to the place where I want to set my start marker. So it tells us in the menu bar. Okay. After the word bar, I hit the pause, which is F7, and now I'm going to put my left bracket key down. Left bracket. All right, so that's my left bracket key. So if I play from this point in the file, what you'll hear is you'll hear the silence at the beginning of the silence, and then that'll play to the end of the file because I have not yet put my finish marker down. And Apple was the name of the first menu. So there we go. So it's this is a, right about at the beginning of the silence that we want to cut out of the file. Now let me hit the play button, which is F4, and then I'm going to use the pause button when I get to where he starts speaking again here. Okay, so that's the word and, and I just put a pause after the word and. I hit the F7 key, and I'm going to hit the finish marker. Right bracket. And okay, and it's the word and. Now, what I want to do is I want to rewind back past that and. I just hit the rewind key, and as you can tell, it was going very fast. It went right over, but we can change the rewind speed, as I mentioned before. So if I hit F11 control and go into my play and controls control. and tab down to the rewind Re box. Control Fast. Rewind. 
our control properties edit box. Default, I think it's 5.00. I'm going to type in 0, 0.100 zero, period. to make it very slow. And now I'm going to hit the rewind again, and you'll hear that it slows way down. You see that? And um, I'm going to rewind right here. When I hear that it's gotten back past that word and, I'm going to hit the pause key. And now I'm going to hit the finish marker, which is my right bracket key. Right bracket. And now I'm going to play this, and I'm playing the selection. This is the selection that we're going to edit, so we can either play this with an F4 or with a spacebar. Now there's a little click there. I want to get past that click, so let me rewind a little bit more and hit the pause right bracket. and the right bracket key again. Let me play this back. Okay, so all we have here is nice, quiet space. So I want to delete this. We can delete this and do the edit. Now, you may be saying, well, is there any way to preview this edit before we actually do the delete so we can hear how it's going to sound? And yes, there is. Let me go back into my Control properties. play tab here, and I'm going to arrow down to the yellow play button. Green, green. Now it's set to selection. I'm going to change it. I'm going to arrow down to where it says unselected, and I'm going to hit enter. Now, what's happened is that my green play button is still set to play whatever between that start marker and finish marker, which in this case is the silence that I'm about to cut out of the file. But my Yellow play button is set to unselected, which means it's going to play everything that's outside of the markers. So basically, I can preview this edit before I do it. And the way I do that is I just hit a Shift F4, and let's take a listen. So it tells us in the menu bar, and Apple was the name of the first menu. And that's it. Now if I do a delete here, which I just did, and then a Control-A to select the whole file. A. And now I hit the play with the F4, the green play button. So it tells us in the menu bar, and Apple was the name of the first menu. And there we go. Very simple edit. It's just learning how to place the uh, start and finish markers. And after some practice, it gets uh, quite easy. And it just takes practice, and it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to save this file. First of all, let me go in. I want to change my yellow play button back to the um, selected setting. So I'm going to go into the devices and tab down to yellow play and, and move this back to selected. Up arrow and then hit enter again. Okay, so now let's close this file out. I'm not going to save it. And let's open up um, file number two. Oh, file Actually, I've got two files here. I've got a before and after. I want to hear. I want to play these, this edit before I actually do it, and then we'll go back and show you how to actually do it. So let me open up the o, second file here. A, D, audio sample four final dot, audio sample two final dot, one, gold wave dash arrow. Okay. This is the second situation which happens. This is a little more complicated. This is a situation in which you, you, you're doing an edit, and you want to cut, cut out some speech. Maybe somebody said something, and then they decided to, cha to change their mind. They made a mistake, and so you want to fix that. And this is a pretty easy sample. So let me play this uh, first sample for you, the before and then the after. Let me play the before version. Kind of pulling the peanut butter off the bread. 
or off the knife onto the bread. And now let me play the after edit. Kind of pulling the peanut butter off the knife onto the bread. Okay. So let me go back to the original file here. So obviously he made a mistake and he wanted to say pulling the peanut butter off the knife onto the bread. So how do we fix that? I'm going to play this. I want to keep the first word off in here. So I'm going to play this file till I get past the first word off and then hit the pause key. The bread, kind of pulling the peanut butter off. All right, I just hit the pause key, and now I'm going to put down my start marker with the left bracket key. Left bracket. All right. Right now, my cursor is right before the word the. I'm going to play the rest of the file here so you can hear it. The bread, or off the knife, onto the bread. So I want to cut everything out between the the before the word bread and the the before the word knife. So I'm going to play this file till I hear this, the second instance of the word off, and then I'm going to hit my pause with the F7. The bread. Or off the okay, and let me rewind just a bit here. All right, and now let's put our finish marker down. Right bracket. All right, so let me play the little selection that we have selected here. The bread. Or off. All right, so I think we're all set here. So we're deleting everything between the bread and the second word off. So let's hit the delete key. When you delete audio between the start marker and the finish marker, if you then hit your play key, nothing will happen because there's no audio in between there. So what you have to do is you have to move your finish marker to the end of the file. And the way that you do that is you do a Shift-Control-End combination. And now, if we play the file... The knife onto the bread. Okay, so that's the end of the file. Let's, we've done the delete, so let's do a Control-A to select all, a. and let's play this back kind of pulling the peanut butter off the knife onto the bread. Very good. Worked out very, very well. So that's sample number two. Dialogue confirmed. Audio and we're not going to save that, so... Now let's go to sample number three. Sample number three is uh, something of a similar situation, but it's a little tricky in terms of edit because it's a little tighter to do. So let me open up file sample o. number three here. Dialogue AI. Type win M. Audio sample two dot Audio sample one. Audio edit and sample three final audio edit and sample three dot one. Okay. This is the sample number three. Let me play this so you can hear how it sounds. Misha, I think one thing that you may want to take into account, and I'm not sure how this would how you would do this. Okay, and you hear there that he said how this would and then he changed his mind and he said how you would do this. This is how I want it to sound when I'm when I'm done the edit. Mish, I think one thing that you may want to take into account, and I'm not sure how you would do this. Now that's a pretty clean edit. And the question is how do you do that edit? Because it's not easy. Let me go back to the original file, which we're in now. So it's going to be focused all around this word how. So let me start playing the file here. Mish, I think one thing that you may want to take into account all right, I just put the pause there, and I'm going to put Left my start right. marker here. I'm not going to edit from here. I just uh, do this to move things along so it's not playing back from the to complete beginning of the file. I'm not sure how this would, how you would do this. We need to figure out the best way to do this. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure. I think what we need to do is keep the second how in there. Between sure and how, there's very little space here. I'm not sure. I just hit the pause key again and hit my left bracket key left bracket and now let me play from this point how this would how this would how you would do this we want to cut out this first how and leave the second how in place let's try this and see how it works so i'm going to hit play from this point f4 
how this would how I'm over the second how but I've gone a little bit too far so let me back up with my rewind key f5 right before the beginning of that how I hit the pause again and with f7 let me hit my right bracket key right bracket this is the section that I've got marked off here now how this would I think this may be a little bit too far back how this would let's actually play this back let's go into the control property play controls yellow play go down loop, go down to the yellow play yellow button play selection, combo, and change this to unselected and let's listen to this and see how it sounds now we have we have not cut anything out here we're just listening to this Mish, i think one thing that you may want to take into account and i'm not sure how you would do this there's a little space right there before the word how so what we've got to do we've got to move the finish marker uh, a little bit further forward so let me do two things first of all let me go back in here Control to property. play properties yellow play y. and change yellow play and back to selected and let me move my finish marker a little bit to the right and the way that we can do that is by doing a control shift right arrow okay and let's play this back how this would how this would okay and it did move a, a little bit to the right as you can tell the beginning of the word how how this would let's try playing this back and see how it sounds now so let's go back in to play controls play control go back down to yellow play for and change that to unselected and let's play this back with a shift f4 Mish, i think one thing that you may want to take into account and i'm not sure how you would do this beautiful and uh, if i do a delete we've now got the finished file do a control a to select all Mish, i think one thing that you may want to take into account and i'm not sure how you would do this and just another tip, if you want to move either the start or the finish markers in small increments, the finish marker you can move with either a control shift right arrow or control shift left arrow, and the shift plus left arrow or plus right arrow will move the start marker back or forward depending on what you want to do. Let me close out this file. We've got uh, one more sample that I want to take a look at here. Now, this final sample in some ways incorporates everything that we've done so far. It's So let me play the um, let me play the, the before sample here so here it is I guess it's this view that um, that 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 blind people don't really need to be literate and I I have a real issue with that. I happened, I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old, and I do everything with Braille. There's a bunch of things going on here. The first thing that I'd want to do is if we start playing this file, I guess it's this view that... There's a little er at the beginning. She doesn't start with the, with the I, and I want to start it off right with the I. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit play, which is F4. Then when I get to where the word I begins, I'm going to back up a little bit, and I'm going to use Gold Wave's trim command, which is a control T, which will trims everything outside the start and finish markers. So let's hit F4 and then hit pause when we get to where I want to pause here. Okay, let's back up now and hit pause again. Let it finish, hit start marker, with the left bracket. left bracket. I guess it's this, I guess it's... That's pretty good. Let's leave it there. So let's do a control T for trim. So now, if we play the file, the beginning will be starting off where she says the word I. I guess it's this view that, um, 
that 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 blind people don't really need to be literate. Okay. And the next thing in this file is she's got an um in there, and she's got about three or four instances of the word that. And we don't need all these that's there. What we want to do now is we want to decide which of the which word that we're going to use and we want to edit out everything between the instance of the word that that we're going to keep and the word blind, which is the next thing here. So I think we're going to use the first instance of the word that. I think that's the easiest. So let's hit play here. I guess it's the spew that that's the first instance of the word that I'm going to now I hit pause. I'm going to now hit my left bracket key. Left bracket. And let's hit play and see where we are. Um, that, that, that blind people don't really need to be literate. If I put my finish marker right before the word blind, there's going to be no pause. There's going to be that blind people. There's a little silence in there in between the blind and the previous that. So I could put it a little bit further back so there'd be a little more silence. I can play with this and let's see. Let's, let's, let me hit F4 to play here. Um, that, that, that. That's right before the word blind. I've just got a little extra space here. Let me hit the finish marker command, the left right bracket key. Right bracket. And let's play this back. Um, that, that, that. So let me go back into my play properties here. Control property. Go down to yellow play y. Unselected the yellow box three of ten. The yellow play, which actually is already is is on unselected. So um and let's take a listen. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to... Okay, so that's not bad. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to be literate. So that's fine. So let's leave that there, and let's continue on. Let's go back in and uh, change the yellow play back to selected. I find that when I'm doing the actual editing, it's easier to keep the, both the green play and the yellow play buttons in the view selection option. It makes editing a little bit easier. Let's let's do the delete. Okay. And now let's uh, move the finish marker to the end of the file with the control shift end key combination. And let's play from here. Blind people don't really need to be literate. Okay. I just hit the pause key. I'm going to hit my Put my start marker here. This is just to keep track of my places I'm moving on. Let's keep playing from this point. And I, I have a real issue with that. I happened. I learned Braille when I was very young. Okay, so we got a couple things in here. This where she says, and I have a real issue with that. So I want to keep that in. I want to delete that first I. So let's hit the play here. And I, and and uh, I hit the pause. Now let's hit the left bracket, left bracket key. I, I. All right, I'm on the second eye. I'm going to move back with my rewind key, F5. And I hit the pause again. And now I'm going to hit the right bracket, right bracket key. And this is what I've, the sp thing that I've marked off. I. Okay, control. let's go in again. Yellow play y. 11 loop Put yellow play Y unselected on unselected. And let's play this back. Here, here, here how it sounds at this point. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to be literate, and I have a real issue with that. I okay, that sounds pretty good. So let's keep that. So let's do a delete, and let's move the finish marker to the end of the file with the Control Shift and key, and let's go back in here again Control. and change yellow the play yellow play button comma. back to selected, and let's play from here. I have a real issue with that. I happened, I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old, and I do everything with Braille. This is pretty good. There's one more piece that you could edit out of this or not, 
and it's a judgment call, and it's all personal preference. Let's let's just hear. The, let's do a, con- a control A and hear the whole thing as it sounds at the moment. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to be literate, and I have a real issue with that. I happened. I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old, and I do everything with Braille. She says, I happened, and I learned, and you could cut out the I happened or not. Depends if you want to do it. Let's go for it. Let me uh, fast forward a little bit here. Hit pause. Let's start bracket. marker and play from this point. And I have a real issue with that. I happened, and I have a real issue with that. I happened, I learned Braille when I was very young, and I have a real issue with that. I happened, I learned Braille when I was, and I have a real issue with that. Okay. Here's my left bracket key. So now we're on the. I happened. I learned Braille when I was. The first I in the I happened here. I happened. I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old, and I do everything with Braille. So we want to get rid of this I and keep the second I, which is the I before the I learned. I happened. I happened. I just hit the pause right after the end of the word happened. Right bracket. And I'm going to hit my right bracket. I learned. I happened. And let's go in and hear how this sounds. Yellow play Y. Selection combo boxed. Yellow play Y. Eleven loop. Yellow. Unselected three. Gold wave dash audio. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to be literate. And I have a real issue with that. I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old. And I do everything with Braille. As you noticed, when using the uh, unselected setting... To preview your file, it plays back from the beginning of the file. Now, in this case, it's not that bad because these are very short clips. But you might wonder, well, is there any way, if I'm editing something and I'm in a a very big file, I don't want to have to play all the way back from the beginning of the file in order to hear what's outside my start and finish markers in order to preview how the edit's going to sound because that would take a long time. Is there any way that I can focus that in a little little bit more? And yes, there is. What you want to do is go into your view menu. Document, file F, pull, edit, e, pull down, effect, see, view, v, pull down. All right, go into your view menu, and All the shift you want to go down to where it says 10 seconds here. Previous, auto, scroll, zoom, 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 one, colon, 10 seconds, C, shift, plus three. Which is, uh, the hotkey is shift plus three, which I didn't even know that. Then you hit enter. Menu closed. And you hit the home key. And what happens then is you will play five seconds before the selection. So let's hit the home key, and now let's do the shift f4 view that blind people don't really need to be literate and i have a real issue with that i learned braille when i was very young maybe four or five years old and i do everything so that's it that's an easy way to shorten the amount of unselected audio that's going to be played when you do an edit let me uh go in here control prop green play green go down to yellow play Change that back to selected. Let's do a delete here and a control A for select all. And let's uh, play back the finished product here and see how it sounds. I guess it's this view that blind people don't really need to be literate. And I have a real issue with that. I learned Braille when I was very young, maybe four or five years old. And I do everything with Braille. That sounds pretty good. I mean, there's some uh, there's some mouth noises that you could get out of there if you wanted to be really picky. But let's close this out. Yes, Y button. Gold Not going to save it. Hopefully, this has uh, been helpful, giving you a little introduction to Gold Wave editing and showing you that it can be done for $49, which I think was the last time I was on the Gold Wave site. It's a pretty good value and it's a pretty powerful program. 
and hopefully in the future I'll uh, have some more of these mini tutorials to highlight some of the other features of Goldwave. This is Tim Cummings saying thank you for joining me here on Main Menu and happy audio editing. From ATIA 2010, this is Michael Off, and I caught up with Joe Chaffee here from InTouch Graphics. And what folks are really excited about, the buzz here, is click-and-go maps. Explain what this is, Joe. Well, we have a wayfinding system that is web-based and telephone-based that's like the equivalent to Yahoo Directions for sighted drivers. And this system allows uh, blind or deafblind pedestrians to get starting and destination points with, uh, at any public facility and get walking directions from point to point over the telephone or through auditory output on the computer or through refreshable braille. Now, I believe it is um, folks attending this event and maybe listening to this click and go maps.com slash ATIA, right? That's right, yes. And you said you've got a zip file so you can get all 140 different specific paths uh, for that, and folks can use that with their book sense or, or portable players. So that's very cool. And we also have some tactile items here as well, right? Yeah, and b- before I tell you about the tactile maps, we also have what's called a virtual tour. And we have a few of those set up where you get a, a very comprehensive guided tour around the main building at the Caribe Royale, around the outdoor pool area. And we can create those of any outdoor or indoor environment. But um, with the tactile maps, I create customized, universally designed maps that are appropriate for sighted users, legally blind, low vision users, and totally blind users. And they're designed in etched metal or in portable swell paper formats, and they can be sent home with students at a university or employees at any site. And the, the metal ones are mounted on a pedestal table. So how long has uh, Click and Go Maps been in existence? Well, we've just designed and launched the Click and Go technology in this last year, and we're, we're the only ones to have it. We just uh, we have a patent that we're finishing up on it, and um, the in touch the maps I've been making for 20 years, and I, I myself have been involved in deaf blindness for 30 years, but I've been a map maker for 20. So, what is involved in that? I mean, obviously, you have to go around the perimeter and actually think through exactly how to describe something, but then to put it in the form of a map. Uh, do you mean what are the narrative maps? you asking? Y- yeah. Yeah. Well, I would walk uh, all of the prominent, important routes on a campus with a video camera and talk into it as though I was familiarizing a blind companion, giving them a familiarization to that route. And I'll com- I'll, I did this for 130 routes. And then I went through every one of those videos and I compiled all of the narrative data that I put into it, created it into a text format, and entered it into our database. And then it's available through interactive technology, voice technology. Well, this is fascinating. So I'm thinking of the, the many applications, like college students, where campuses can be a little overwhelming, especially at first until you get oriented. And of course, in every semester, we have new classes in different locations. So. Have you set up a pricing model for that yet? How's that going to work? We, we have. and In fact, in terms of the universities, we have just set this up at the University of Minnesota. And it works like a Wikipedia model. So the university first said, oh, my God, we have 200-plus buildings on campus. We can't possibly do all of these routes. And I said, no, no, you can because you only have 
some 15 or 20 students that are requiring mobility supports as blind students of the campus and we can focus on the routes they need to travel and every semester you add the routes that your blind students request and that they need for their schedule. So we have, we have set it up in the university environment. We have a tiered system that we have a very low a- access fee for the small nonprofits for the blind and the agencies for the blind. We have a slightly higher fee for the university systems, and then we have a higher fee for the airports, public transportation environments, etc. And there's a great deal of compilation work that would be necessary for those types of environments. So that's why you can't, I guess, give an exact price because it depends on the needs of the situation? No, I can give an exact price. The the small agencies, we have a $3,500 access fee. The university and small business uh, settings, it's a $7,500 fee. And the airports and public transit centers, those fees run from twenty to uh, ten dollars to $20,000. Okay, so then how long does it take you to accomplish this? I assume you have to go out on site, first of all. So how many people, how many man hours? That all depends upon the, the size of the, the site and the complexity of the site and the number of routes. Well, let's just say your, your example of the university with 15 to 20 visually impaired you know, students needing these exact directions. Um, that, um, that's going to be a work in progress, but that started by... I probably spent a week on the compilation and the design, um, but it, it's actually... I did this particular site that we're at right now, and I have 130 routes, and that took me about two weeks to get it all done. Okay, that, that's good. I just want some kind of ballpark of what, you know, so institutions don't want to be waiting to the last minute. Oh, we got school starts next Monday, and we got 10 students, and we'd like to do this. So Yeah, I can pull it together within a couple of weeks. If um, We just got a request for the D.C. Library for the Blind. We're going to do that in February. Uh, we just got um, a request from the, the Minnesota Academy for the Blind, and we're going to work with their mobility instructors. So the good thing about this technology is you can work with agencies and sites for the blind that have their own staff that are capable of doing very effective compilation work. So you, it wouldn't require that we go out and do it because they've got, they've got people who can pull that work together. Well, and I hadn't thought about it, but I guess with um, global positioning technology or something, or maps, you can go out and see these facilities before you even set foot out there to, to get a visual of what, what's what? Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the GPS can be a support, but um, I actually like to go on site and walk it as though I were a cane traveler so that I'm recording slopes and textural changes and other landmarks and points of interest that a blind traveler is going to want to know about and that is generally not available through GPS or any visual map that the school or site might provide. Very good, because that's, that's what makes a difference when there's just a slight jag, slight turn, or incline, decline, and you don't expect it, or you, you haven't you questioned whether you're deviated off path, what have you. So very good information. What about the narrative side of it? How does that work? Well, um, I walk every route with a pedometer, so I, I gauge the distance accurately, and then I review the environment to make sure that I'm including all of the tactile, proprioceptive, auditory cues that are important and it's just a matter of identifying the priority routes 
and gathering all of the, the, the text narrative data into a concise, uh, digestible <laughs> route that may have several steps and then putting it into our system and making it available. Very good. Is there anything else you want to add or just give us contact information? Because I'm sure a lot of entities and individuals would like to pursue this further. Yeah, well, we can be, uh, you can Google, just click and go maps. But our website is spelled out C-L-I-C-K-A-N-D-G-O-M-A-P-S, clickandgomaps.com. And our phone number is 612-220-6657. You're in the Minneapolis area? Yeah, I'm in St. Paul. St. Paul, very good. Right close there to Serotech. <laughs> Can't beat that. Thanks a lot. I wish you success with this. And um, I hope you don't get overwhelmed with work or have the ability to expand it as the need arises. But it's a great technology, folks. We've uh, deployed it here at ATIA, and it's been very helpful to understand how to navigate between the different towers and buildings here. So from ATIA 2010... For Cerebral Talk and Samnet Radio, this is Michael Love. Good evening, main menu listeners. My name is Juan Carlos Alicia, but my friends and family call me JC, and I'm here to give you a comprehensive review on the new Moshi Interactive Voice Response IVR Talking Travel Alarm. This alarm clock is self-voicing. It does not need any extra hardware or software requirements and is available now through independentliving.com. I do not have the item number at this time, but however, I do have the exact price. The price for this unit is $24.95. Before I get into this review, however, I would like to thank ACB Radio Main Menu and also the team at ACB Radio for giving me the opportunity to do this extensive review for you guys tonight. So, without further ado, let's get into the actual tour of the unit. I'm holding it in my hand right now, and on the top you will find the alarm on-off button, or the switch to power the unit, I should say. You could turn it on by pushing it towards the front, and turn it off by pushing it towards the back. On the top, you will find the speaker grill, followed by two buttons underneath the speaker grill. These are as follows. The snooze button, and the IVR button. Below that is the microphone where you talk, and the voice-operated alarm clock responds to you. Towards the right, you'll find two switches. You'll find the alarm on-off switch. Oops, sorry folks, I just disabled, enabled the alarm. Let me turn it off. There we go. Now, as I was saying, the alarm on-off switch, you can disable and enable the alarm on-off by pushing it towards the right-hand side. Next to that is the volume switch, where you could easily higher or lower the volume for your earliest convenience. Now let's start from the back. On the back you will find three distinctive buttons and also the battery compartment door. And yes, this does take three AAA batteries. And these buttons are from left to right, the alarm options button, the 
left and right keys and also you will find a very unique design and it's a very good design and it's very intuitive so now that I showed you all of its buttons we are now going to get into the actual demo now for anyone who is wondering if anyone knows how to operate this alarm system the first thing I'm going to demo for you is the help feature and this alarm system does have an excellent help feature so the first thing I'm going to review is the excellent response help feature so here we go command please help after pressing the IVR button you can say time set time alarm set alarm alarm sound temperature help or turn off the alarm in between the alarm you can say snooze or turn off the alarm you can turn off the alarm manually by pressing the alarm on off button on the right side so as you could see folks this does provide an excellent help feature so the first feature I'm going to show you in particular is the time feature command please time the time is 5.15 p.m. So, next is going to be the alarm feature. First off, I would like to demonstrate the alarm sounds. This clock comes with three pre-recorded sounds for your soothing pleasure. So here we go. Command, please. Alarm sound. To choose an alarm sound, say, Alarm 1. <coughs> alarm 2. <coughs> Or alarm three. Alarm one. The next feature I'm going to demo is the set alarm feature. Command, please. Set alarm. What time would you like your alarm set to? Six o'clock a.m. The alarm is now set to six o'clock a.m. And the final feature I would like to demo, or there's actually two, is the temperature and the turning off the alarm. So, first I'm going to show you how to turn it off. Command, please. Turn off the alarm. The alarm has been stopped for today. And I turned it off because tomorrow is no school, and also the weekend. And the last feature I'm going to demo for you tonight is the... Temperature. Command, please. Temperature. The temperature is 82 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is about it for this review. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. And I'm going to give you the product name and the website and also the price once again if you guys are interested. The name of the unit is the Moshi that is spelled M-O-S-H-I interactive voice response talking travel alarm the price is $24.95 and it is available now through independent living aids I'll see you again soon and our thanks to Juan Carlos for that excellent demonstration if you'd like to get a hold of Juan you can email him at jc underscore djmac at yahoo.com that's jc underscore djmac at yahoo.com That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. 
On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.